Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, you know what the big story is today. You know we're recording a podcast only for one reason. Matt Patricia is no longer on New England Patriots. <laughs> I I saw that. <laughs> uh, at least he is back on defense where where he can do some good. Supposedly, hopefully that's the idea. Like I said before, we got on the, <laughs> the pod. Hopefully, he's somewhere secluded, most likely in a line for trays of pre-cooked food in a training facility far away from the field. Um, <laughs> that's my hope. That is my hope, my friend. That's my hope, and I hope they give him plenty of napkins to wipe his face with, moist towelettes, things that just get the. The stickiness. Now, you ever seen a somebody and just like that guy look that looks that person looks very sticky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You ever seen anybody like that? Well, I you know, I was well, I was showing your picture to somebody earlier today, so <laughs> Well there you go. Yeah. That's you know I, I have a uh, residual uh honey honey bun stick on my face at all times. He looks sticky. He looks stinky and sticky. He does. You know? He does. He looks like somebody you wouldn't want to sit next to on an airplane. No. Heck no. (laughs) Um, Unless it was like first class and the the seat next to you was in the cargo somehow. That's how I would sit next to him. But nonetheless, that's not the reason we're reporting today. Trevor, the big news, um, it's going to affect a lot of different people. Um, Jalen Hurts. New contract, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me because this is my life right now, my computer. Five years, $255 million. Um, I think that's it's the highest per year average for contracts in the NFL. Uh, I think it, that comes out to, what, $50 million, just so, $51 million a year. Yeah, $51 million a year. And um, what we heard in the same news report after he signed it was that... Uh, Lamar Jackson was offered five years, two hundred and twenty-seven million back in September, <laughs> and he declined it. Ooh. So um, here we are. I don't remember it being that big, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty, what it was reported. Good deal. Was it? Yeah. Was it not as fully guaranteed? Or I mean, I I, I don't know. I guess it's only one amount of fully guaranteed, but you know what I mean. Less less guaranteed right. money. I don't I don't know, but it does say a Hertz deal is worth 179.304 million in total guarantees, including 110 million fully guaranteed at signing, 126 and a half million fully guaranteed by March 2024 next year. So they did want to cut him. Uh, they'd owe him uh, approximately 55 million dollars on the dead cap by ne- by March 2024. So um, obviously, there's no faith in Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Is that fair to say? <laughs> no, I I mean. I know you're kidding around. I think they definitely, uh, they know what they have there. Uh, I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, you're, you are living the dream right now in terms of an NFL offseason because, I mean, I, I really think, I, I think that they'll be back in the Super Bowl. I do. If I have to uh, predict it right now, the, the Eagles are going back. The only team I see with a real chance to stop them is the 49ers, uh, but they have some things they need to get figured out. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this is really great for the Eagles. I think it's great for Jalen Hurts. Um, I still can't make up my mind if this is good or bad for Lamar Jackson. Um, well, <laughs> uh, neither. Yeah, I... I, I I, I guess you could look at it a, a lot of different ways, but mostly, uh, unless you're willing to just say that you know uh, that he's not as good or definitely better than, then uh, it really doesn't have much impact on on either side's bargaining. Right. I'm not sure which one it is. I, I mean, obviously it has an impact on the bargaining because he hasn't signed anything. He's still holding out. Um, but he wants to get traded. So I, I assume he's either going to play on the, the franchise. They, they franchise tagged him, so he's either going to be on the tag. Um, or he gets traded at the at the NFL draft, I, I guess. I, or possibly later. I mean, Deshaun Watson, did, did he get traded? I don't remember. At the draft or 
after I don't for I think it was after I think it was after yeah, yeah. it would be it yeah. would be a crazy draft day trade if he was traded in the draft like for active draft picks um but right. uh but it would make I mean if they were going to try to maximize his value get teams on the clock and find out how much they really want him put the pressure on him right yeah, yeah turn up the heat a little bit yeah I don't know if it's if it's good or bad, I, it, it's kind of hard to tell. I, I, I mean, I think anybody, anytime a quarterback signs a contract that's the highest in NFL history, it's got to be good for every quarterback unless you've already signed a contract. Right. <laughs> so I guess you could probably say in that sense it's good. Um, it's got it just seems – I don't think it's good that Jalen Hurts signed a contract with an agent and Lamar Jackson is not without an agent. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's not a good look. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, so. I, I've said it a few times a few different ways on this podcast, but I it, it's going to be really hard to uh, convince me that the Ravens aren't losers if they if they let him go. So uh, I, I just think that's, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson could end up in a better situation, absolutely. But the the Ravens only get worse if they let go of Lamar Jackson. This this is probably something I'm talking about. Could he end up in a better situation? I think so. I think he could. You he think so? could end up on a team better that's going to make a deal for him, and he could end up in an easier division. That's for sure. Well, not in the hardest like, one, but he's he in a pretty in hard one. Okay. Well, I think Atlanta, I think if he ends really... up in Atlanta, he's the he's. Again, he's a something that you can build around. I think the yeah. only way he doesn't end up in a better situation is if he goes to a real uh, toilet franchise, something that's just not ran well. Like the London Silly Nannies. <laughs> right. right. He ends up on the London Silly Nannies. Not a good deal. Um, what if he ends up in uh, Houston? I think Houston could be, man, Houston could be dangerous real fast. Uh I I do. Um I know that, that so like it it'd be a while before the the Texans with Lamar are who the Ravens are with Lamar. But they can do it. Um what what if he ends up in I'm trying to think. I mean, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I don't want to get traded to the Washington Commanders cuz they've got too much yeah, they've got too much drama around the ownership right now. I, I think the commanders well, have a great roster, time, yeah. but like the ownership is a huge red flag, you know? Um, sure. So I wouldn't want to get traded there if I'm Lamar. Um, what if he gets, what if he ends up in like, you know, I just had the team and then yeah, you know, New England. What if he ends up in New England? I mean, first round pick Mac Jones. I mean, I think again, he's going to make New England a, a competitor right away. They're not, you know, they're not a toilet franchise. Uh, I think supposedly, supposedly, great defensive <laughs> coach. You get the right guy on offense. You know, offensive coordinator. Do you know who their coordinator is this year? I don't know. The offensive coordinator. Yeah, for New England. Bill, Billy O'Brien. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think Thank Bill God. O'Brien would have a lot to work with there. Yeah. What about um, New York? Giants? No, the Jets. The Jets? I mean, I think they're better off with Lamar Jackson than they are with Aaron Rodgers. Personally, I do. Ooh, shots fired. There's okay. well, and there's there's uh, there's longevity left to what they can do. Aaron Rodgers, I really don't think he's going to be, you know, competing for a Super Bowl for more than another two years tops. Hmm. Shots fired on, on Aaron Rodgers. You'll get to him in a bit. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, boy, I just had the team there. Another AFC team. What if he ends up with Tennessee? Indy. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The way they yeah. can run the ball? Yeah. Um, yeah. They get him a couple of outside weapons to throw to. They, Yeah. I, I love Lamar in mm. Tennessee. That'd be great. I've been saying about that with Lamar for how many years, though? You just got to give him a couple more weapons in the draft. They draft a couple of first-rounders, receiver, second-rounder. No production. 
None. No, but I, isn't is isn't that None. isn't that because of injury? Uh, I mean, for Lamar or the, the players for the, the for the t- I mean, L- Lamar was injured. Like I'm saying, Lamar and the Ravens. This is why the Ravens are losers if they let him go. They had the code cracked. They were in the Super Bowl race as long as he's healthy. He just hadn't been healthy. Right. Um, he. I, I mean, I'm a big Mark Andrews fan <laughs> because he went to Oklahoma University. I'm a big fan of his, but the truth is, is Lamar Jackson made him into an NFL elite tight end. Uh, he was drafted, I think, in the fifth round, maybe. He was not drafted high. Pretty late. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, he um, turned him into George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, that type of tier. You know, anybody who plays fantasy knows what I'm talking about. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think that on a lot of rosters, he makes you into a team that is, you know, if the window's not open, they're they're in a position to open it. Okay, all right. Sean, like what I said to Sean, Lamar Jackson, and. Uh... Indy and Tennessee. I mean, he basically fits everywhere. Why? Why has he been traded then? He can fit in so many different places. What? So what's this about? This This is the thing that I mean. It really is what happened to the Broncos with Russell Wilson that does have me. You know, gives me a moment of pause. Is there something wrong with Lamar Jackson? Is yeah. something gonna? Is, something is he gonna get Jackson? traded? And we find out that the Ravens were right not to pay him. Top dollar, but I can't. I can't. Uh, you know, I can't I think of what it is unless it's definitely the, the mm-hmm. you know. If you want to label him as injury prone, and you're right, then that's a good argument. I just I don't think that's the case. True. True. Very true. Um, could be. Could be something there with that. Um, you know, it's the NFL circle is very tight. Is it? There's no, there's nobody, is everybody sort of protecting Baltimore, the, the owner, the GM? Um, that, that's the reason nobody's training for him because there's something, there's something there that nobody really knows about him? Or is it just that, like, there's sort of a conspiracy that they're not going to let the players sort of, like, run the league, so to speak? Well, and that... Not to put on my tinfoil hat yeah. here, but that's, I think there's something behind there. No, well, it's, <laughs> at know? least it's something else to uh, speculate on this offseason. Uh, it's a, it's no. a newer one. Um, and the truth is, is we just have to, we just have to keep an eye on it. We'll find out. Keep an eye we'll on find it, out so. when we, yeah. when we find out. Because uh, right now, all we can do is, is, uh, is wonder. Not to delineate from the uh, the impressive contract that Jalen Hurts got, but uh, was he worth it? Is he worth that much money? I mean, we talked about this with Kyler Murray last year. It's going to be a very similar discussion, except Hurts has actually won something. Right. Well, so almost did. So. I really do think that this is a great move by the Eagles. Um, I think he's worth it, man. Uh, I think they have a great team around him, and I don't think that they'll be able to 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 stop uh, any kind of roster turnover. I think that Jalen Hurts can win with a lot of different pieces as long as he has the right pieces in place. Um, I, I saw everything from him last year. Running the ball, passing the ball, uh, being a leader, uh, the way he pushed over the goal line uh, in the Minnesota game is it's going to be a highlight for for decades, maybe forever. Um, so, yeah, I think I think they have the real deal with Jalen Hurts, and it's it's the right move. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, somewhat, uh, you know, I always get weary. When you see running, run first quarterbacks get paid, I mean, but that's the game now, right? Am I just still stuck in this 1970s, 80s, 90s stuff, Trevor, where I got to expect everybody to be like a pinpoint passer and a big six foot six, two forty five, just sling the ball to the place? I mean, let's be, is it realistic to think that they're going to pay Jalen Hurts five years, right? He's going to be 29 when this contract up, is up. He's going to be the same player. You know, is is it realistic for me to think that? I, I that's, think that's I, what I had to think I about. I think it's twenty four. I think you make a good point. Yeah. I think you make a good point when you look at guys like uh, Tom Brady and and Peyton Manning uh, and Aaron Rodgers. Those guys, uh, they were able to get 
better and better and better and better. Uh, but we don't really have enough, a big enough sample size from this new style of quarterback uh, from from those years past. You know, we've got, what, Cam Newton as an example, and that's not a good one. So I think you do make a good point. But I also think, you know, we we could end up seeing these guys play well into their 30s, their style, uh, the way this league is always ever more protective of the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, they're the they're the big ticket item on the field, right? Um, so, I don't know. It, but I, I, I do see your point. It, we don't really have, not that I can think of, an example of a very mobile quarterback. Uh, you know, maybe if Michael Vick hadn't been, you know, gone from the league for as long as he had been, maybe he could have been that example, but... But he isn't because he, you know, took time off the league to, you know, go to rehabilitation. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Vick. <clears throat> but but mm-hmm. even that, that's not an example of somebody that actually did it mm-hmm. for a decade. Because, uh, like I said, his career broken into chunks. Well, I mean, the only recent one I can think of is Russell Wilson. Right, and right, and, and Russell bizarre. Russell Wilson. We're gonna get the answers to a lot of questions this year. I'm hopeful for him, uh, but if the story ended with last season, man, he he really wanted to be more of a pocket passer. Uh, he didn't transition to that style well, um, and I think you know, it's it's pretty speculative right now because. Uh, 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 Peyton, the coach, he's uh, Sean Peyton. He's he's being pretty secretive right now, but we're expecting a, a very much a run-first, mobile Russell Wilson style of attack, um, and we'll we'll see if he can still do it at uh, what is he thirty-four now? I think so. Yeah, I, yeah 33, 34. 33, 34, Yeah, so dinosaur. I know, old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild um that's all we got really i mean that's that but that's uh the kind of the new quarterback in the nfl i mean we gotta kind of wait and see i guess a lot of these guys see how they hold up in their 30s right we really don't know so this is just the way that new quarterbacks are so yeah jalen hurts might not get another fat contract in five years uh but right now uh coming back to your original question right now i think it's absolutely yeah. the right move to pay him. Um, yeah. He get well, you know, if they have to, you know, draft and or trade for new skill players, new defensive players. Uh, if they do that well, Jalen Hurts is the sort of quarterback that can get them to the Super Bowl. It's pro- it's it's proven now, and, and Jalen Hurts. Oh my goodness, uh, what a what a leap forward he made last year. Um, he, I don't think he's done improving yet. I think he's going to be better this year. He's a he's a great player. I mean, in the Super Bowl, it showed that he could not only run the ball, get those first downs. That everybody hates that freaking play. Oh <laughs> man, the yeah, the big the push play, dude. It's probably the ugliest play in sports, but it, it's so effective. Well, you know, the NFL is going to come out with some rule this year, and you're not allowed to use it. And Jalen so. Hurts, man, he he knows how to keep his feet under him and just push. Um, sure. we, we, we saw him do it in college. We've seen him do it now on the big stage and, uh, it sucks being on the other end of that play, but you, you can't deny how excited I get. I get excited for it. I know some people can't stand the scrum play. Uh, but I, I, I that's what I'm trying to say. I think Jalen hurts makes that play exciting. Uh, you know, I think yeah. he squats something ridiculous. Like I think at OU he squatted like 600 pounds. Something stupid like that. Something like that. Uh, yeah. So, and then just just watching him, you know, push the guys across that goal line. It's like, oh, you, ah, uh, yeah. But I, I, I think it's entertaining as hell. Well, and let's be honest here, man. I mean, what helps a good quarterback develop? Good coaching, premier wide receiver, good offensive line. Oh, yeah. That's the reason this guy developed. Yeah. You no, know about Sirianni's a good coach? He had the right situation, uh, absolutely. Right, right. And then you get A.J. Brown last year. I mean, you already had Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith's a good player. 
You get A.J. Brown. He's a premier receiver. He puts the, all, the offense over the top just because of him being out there. All the attention he garners. All the double coverage, single coverage, the blocking up field. I mean, change that offense in a lot of ways. They could be, I guess, more dynamic, you know? Man, and, um, and that was really fun to see, too, the way A.J. Brown right. on a new team with a different quarterback, a different scheme, goes right back. I mean... I'm I'm blanking now. Who was he with before the Titans? Nobody. He's with Tennessee. No, he, he was drafted by Tennessee. He was drafted by Tennessee. He was drafted by Tennessee. Okay. Well, I mean, he was amazing, <clears throat> and then he was crap. Uh, he had a terrible. It wasn't. It wasn't due to injury. He just had a terrible year, uh, 2021 with the Titans, um, and then you get him on this other team. And bang, he's right back to uh, just being a superstar. So, yeah, very impressive player. I mean, that that's the that's the formula, man. That's it. That's how you get a, a a rookie, a second, third year quarterback over the hump. Give him a premier receiver. Give him time to throw the ball to him, and then give him a little little bit of coaching. Oh, he's been a little bit seasoning, right? <laughs> a little bit, put a little char on the bottom. Right, got to get some grill lines on him. That's it. He's good. And he's seen with um, with uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, he did it without offensive line, but uh, he had you know Jamar Chase and seen it with uh, Justin Herbert, right? He's got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen out there. Some decent offense, some decent coaching. I mean, that's yeah, can't remember his name, but he's a knucklehead out there in L.A. Um, so with the God, there's just so many examples. Jalen, I mean, we talked about Lamar Jackson. I mean, he had, what coming in, he had a premier receiver, and I can't remember his name. Oh, my God. But even Mark Andrews is really good, you know, and John Harbaugh. Um, it's kind of across the league. That's just the way it works, you know. It's just the way it works. So, um, it's interesting. Congratulations, Jalen Hurts. But, speaking of receivers, Trevor, there's some movement on the receiving end. We already mentioned Baltimore in one discussion. They're coming back for round two. Baltimore dips into the Odell Beckham Jr. contest, signs him for one year, worth up to $15 million. I don't know what the minimum is, but up to $15 million, I assume, with incentives. Um, the fit seems somewhat questionable. The player, we've already mentioned before, hasn't played almost uh, two years. Um, and there's no way he's close to as athletic as he was before. Still a good player. What do you think about this move to Baltimore? Well, how, what does it say about their quarterback situation, Lamar Jackson, and what do you, what do you think they're going to do? So, again, I, I, I wish I knew what the uh, guaranteed money was because uh, $15 million is, I think they overpaid. Um, now, if, if he has to, you know, meet certain metrics in the Super Bowl to get $15 million, then obviously they did not overspend. Um, but uh, but I, I just don't, I, I can't see how he's worth that much money. Uh, and to, to make that deal, because uh, I, I, I don't know if they, so that, that deal was over a week ago, and I can't mm -hmm. remember yet if, the situation with they're probably going to trade him had come about yet, but uh, yeah. it definitely, it had. Oh, it had. Okay. Cause like that's, yeah. that's not how you bring Lamar Jackson back to the table. Um, so yeah, it, it looks like Lamar Jackson will definitely not be staying uh, in Baltimore. Uh, they can try to franchise tag him, but like this, I, I think, yeah, I think they're screwing up. I think letting Lamar Jackson go is a big mistake. I think paying $15 million for Odell Beckham Jr. is, I mean, unless you've just got lots of money to burn, um, I don't think he's worth it. No, I, look, I agree. I, I, <laughs> what do you say? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a bizarre move when you don't know who your quarterback is, but it's, it's not the first move. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I do believe that DeAndre Hopkins might get traded there, too. I do believe that. Uh, he's also on the trading block. Made it very well known. He doesn't want to be in Arizona anymore. And I think Arizona's uh, the feeling's mutual. I think the only thing is is the compensation. Sort of like Aaron Rodgers. What's holding up any trade for him is Arizona may, not, may want more than he's probably worth any other team. Um, and here we are. We got our old, uh, got ourselves old 
you know, Texas shootout going on and a couple different teams here in the league. Well, and in terms of star players, so it's not surprising yeah. to me that they'd have a hard time getting what they want for him. Uh, he is a great player, and he's going to be productive on almost any offense in the league. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, unless you're an absolute top tier, you know, Lamar, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Uh, type of receiver. There's more of a, you know, Stephon Diggs. He got drafted in the fifth, by the way. But he's shown himself to be one of those guys. Uh, and and Hopkins was that guy. I don't think he still is. And so we, if you're not one of those guys, it's kind of like being a, a decent running back in this league. The league is saturated with it. There's so much wide receiver talent out there. Uh, so I, I think... A deal will get done. I think he'll be compensated fairly, but uh, probably not. You know, the the Cardinals probably won't get what they want. Yeah, yeah. I just can't help but think that there's another move on the horizon. They're rebuilding that receiving room a little bit, and uh, why not bring DeAndre Hopkins? Man, you gotta get Lamar Jackson back in that uh, that building, right? I mean, so that's that's how you do it. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they franchise tag him and they bring in Hopkins, it's really up to Lamar at that point. He's got to come back. I would think so. Like, oh, crap, okay, they got receivers. They got Mandrews. You know, maybe they draft a running back. They got B. John Robinson or something. Right, right. It could could be a good situation, but it really, I mean. It it could change. It could change. You know, I mean, we well, were as, talking as, about how as, dumb they would be to trade him. But. As long as the bridge, I mean, he's already asked to be traded. So, like, a bridge needs to be rebuilt. Right. Somewhere somebody burnt a bridge. Uh, right. But, yeah, that would that would be an enticing situation, definitely. Luckily, there's a lot of bridges in Baltimore. Huh. So, not a lot of crabs that can reach the uh, the planks. But there is a lot of bridges there. You know, interesting situation, though. It's It's... it's Interesting to keep an eye on. There's a lot of potential receiving movement going to wide receiving movement going to happen in the next couple weeks. I think DeAndre Hopkins will get traded probably during the draft uh, or leading up to it. We're going to see some movement there in the next week. Um, there was an Instagram post. I don't know if you saw this. Him being interviewed by some jabroni on Instagram, and he they threw out four teams. They said New England Patriots. He looked away, you know, like side eye type thing. New York Jets looked away, side eye type thing, right? They throw out the Buffalo Bills. He uh, a little smirk on his face. Kansas City Chiefs, big smile on his face. Why not, right? Reigning champs, you know. He's gonna get traded here soon. He really is. Um, do you, who do you, out of those four teams? Well, even throw Baltimore in there. What what do you think the odds are that he'll go to an AFC team like those those five? Let's say Buffalo, New England, New York. Kansas City or Baltimore? For Lamar Jackson? No, no, this is DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. I was like, Sorry. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, we got a little little He's gonna get traded back to Baltimore. He's already on Baltimore. Well, I'd yeah. I'd be interested to know if uh if Hopkins has any say in this. Because uh, if it's just the uh you know, if, if he doesn't have any input or you know, right of refusal or anything. Um, yeah, man, those those would be some really great teams to play on. Um, can you imagine Hopkins on the Chiefs? Good grief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Makes you want to throw up. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Title's going to stay in Kansas City this year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my there. gosh. Um, <laughs> right? You know, it, it's really hard to say. Um well, uh, Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo definitely needs him. Um, what a compliment to Stefan Diggs he would be. Good grief. Uh, I mean, that that's an extreme change of environment going from Arizona to New England. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, a little more wet. Yeah, cold. <laughs> right. Um, right. Man, yeah, those would be some really interesting... Uh, you know... The one place that I wouldn't want to see him end up is the Jets. That was one of your teams, right? The Jets is there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just the. I mean, 
bringing a veteran in to the Jets right now? Because I feel like it's such a young team and it's working so well uh, that I wouldn't I wouldn't want there to be any kind of a you know power shift in the locker room uh, because I feel like he would be that sort of presence on a team like the Jets. Um, and also if, you know, if they do get Aaron Rodgers and it looks like they will, um, I'd be worried about how, because Rodgers is such a prima donna. Uh, I just don't know how well it would, uh, would fit, but Yeah, yeah, I think it's likely that, um, honestly, he ends up in Baltimore, man. Kansas City, I could see that. Um, wouldn't it be crazy if he was in Buffalo? Like, that's like, oh, boy. DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, you know. They got Dawson, Dawson Knox tight end. They got, uh, they got uh, what's his face, the receiver, Gabe Davis. That would that's be right, Gabe Davis. Crazy. They, if they don't win the Super Bowl at that point, it's... I mean, that's the, that's their window. I mean, at, at this point, they got one more season, in my opinion. But uh, I I, that would be it. I feel that way. Um, I, I do that feel like it. they've got just about this season left as a, a serious window. Um, I worry about the Bills right now, uh, and I'm sure they'll make me eat these words, but they they might have seen their window close this past season. Um, but definitely a- adding DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, definitely is a step in the right direction for that offense, big time. Talk about a window that was open, Trevor, and then closed almost immediately. The Los Angeles Rams have traded Allen Robinson to the Pittsburgh Steelers, swapping seventh-round picks. Allen Robinson goes to Pittsburgh. He's played with Deontay Johnson. He gets to play with George, uh, George Pickens. George Pickens, right? Um, a couple other good pieces up there, and uh, Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris, and all of a sudden... Pittsburgh doesn't look that bad on offense with a, with a top pick coming in this draft. Some good draft capital. Um, almost made the playoffs last year, 8-9, man. I mean, they're close. No, they... And they got Kenny, Kenny Pickett at quarterback. This this could turn around. No, they're, they're definitely close. And, uh, yeah, there, there's so many teams that are right there on that bubble of, uh, of being in the window, having the window open, whatever, whatever, however we're going to say it. But, uh, yeah, the, the Steelers are right there. And, yeah, yeah, that was definitely, you know, that, that division is, uh, I mean, it belongs to the Bengals <clears throat> right now. But there's, uh, there's a lot of talent in that division. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if the Bengals took a year off from, from that divisional championship. So, yeah, it's close. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh, it's interesting how that uh, AFC North, like, oh, well, Cleveland, they'll be the second team. No, man, Pittsburgh could be the second team in that division by, by next year if they have a good draft and people stay healthy and they got some, and golly, man, they got TJ Watt, you know, like, got some good safety, safety guy, players at safety, they got a good corner. Um, they, things could turn around there in Pittsburgh. And it's interesting, they pick up Allen Robinson, a down year in L.A. last year, down year in Chicago. I'm not saying he's going to resurrect his career there, but I think he's a nice veteran piece to kind of give a little bit more presence in the locker room and to even mix the team. It's it's worth the risk. So I don't uh, know if they're paying him, but probably not a lot. I, so. I agree. I And I would be surprised if that uh, <clears throat> if that team overpaid for somebody like Allen Robinson. Um, yeah. It's just that would be a very unstealer thing to do. Um but yeah, I, I think it's great, and it's a great opportunity for him because we've seen him be great, and uh, it just, well, I don't know what it was, but it never clicked this past season in L.A. Uh, so yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so maybe, <laughs> but we, we saw last year, we saw A.J. Brown bounce right back. Um, so you just, you don't know. It, it could be a good fit, and we could be, uh, you know, wishing we drafted him in our fantasy leagues. You never know. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, lastly, before we get to the NFL draft, uh, we heard Buda Baker request a trade this this week. Um, premier safety in Arizona, one of the best in the league. Can yeah. play basically every. Well, he can play nickel linebacker. He can play a dime linebacker. He's at safety. He's a great tackler. Good hitter. Really like ball hawk over the middle. Um, hasn't picked up a lot of passes. I think he only had his first interception this year. Man, I. But he's a. 
perennial Pro Bowler, good player. Yeah. I mean, Buda Baker is on the trading block. I don't know what's going on so. in Arizona. Uh, that, that seems bizarre to me. Buda Baker, he's everything to those fans. Uh, he, he's been a stud for them on defense. He's, he's their Harrison Smith. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine mm-hmm. Harrison Smith asking to be traded. Um, something something has, has to be not right. Uh, Buda Baker, yeah, he's... <laughs> I'd love to have him on my team, uh, Buda Baker. He's he's one of the. I mean, he's great at what he does, but he's so much fun to watch. Uh, the hits that he can just—he comes out of nowhere. He always seems to end up where that play ends. And uh, you know, I, I haven't been in a lot of fantasy leagues that draft defensive players, uh, but I have had him on my fantasy teams. He just—he's a tackle machine. He's in the backfield. Interceptions. Just, he he get. You already said it. He does it all, um, and uh, and he seems to be one of those really. You know, he's got a great attitude. Um, you, you never hear anything bad about this guy. So, man, some some lucky team is going to get Buda Baker. Ranked the sixty seventh best player on the NFL top one hundred of the year twenty twenty two. Three time All Pro, five time Pro Bowler. Probably the best at his position, man. He's just worth at least a second-round pick. And it's no secret he's come out and said he wants to play for the Eagles. No so, kidding. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so um, yeah, who wouldn't? But uh, right. he, gets, he fits their <laughs> scheme. and um, He fits their scheme. I mean, and if he's a second-round, you got to give him a second-round pick for a guy like Buda Baker. I mean, I, I, that's that's a no-brainer. You know, I think that's probably what the, they probably get for him. I, I don't think he's a first round. I mean, he's a great player. I just, no, no, no. He is a great player, but he's also he's also yeah. uh, twenty seven. Exactly, he's twenty seven years old. So yeah, I think a second yeah. round is fair. Um, yeah, yeah. He uh, God, him playing for the Eagles, incredible. Um, yeah, he could end up somewhere else, but yeah, if if he wants, if he's already said he wants to play for him, dang. I do it. <laughs> yeah, no. If you're the if I mean, you're the if you're the like, Eagles second round pick. If you're the Eagles, you're not just thinking about yeah. it. You're you're trying to make it happen. I mean, good. good yeah. Good I, lord. I'm <laughs> sure they are. Uh, and two first round picks this year for Philly. So it's yeah. Might as well. You got like I said. You're only gonna give a second round for him, which is probably what his value is. Second, then maybe a fifth or something, or second or fourth next year. You make it happen. I mean, that's that's a guy that can fit right in your scheme. You plug and play him. You lost T.J. Edwards this year. Um, a few other players in, your, in the, the secondary. Anthony Harris was okay for them last year. I mean, this is this just makes their secondary so much better. Yeah. And he gets to play with Darius Slay and um, James Bradbury. Yeah. Famously that backfield. Super Bowl, that but. backfield would be so dangerous yeah. if they get him. Yeah, oh man, ridiculous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Yeah, right. He, I was hoping he would want to play for us, but, uh, you know, maybe next year. So, <laughs> anywho, um, let's talk about the draft, the NFL draft. Trevor, we came on, we were talking about it. Was, I was saying, God, doesn't it feel like the draft is so overblown at this point? Look, football heads like us love it. Don't get me wrong. But is it worth being in – okay, is the first round worth being in prime, prime time? And I'm, before you say anything, right, let me give you the numbers from the last couple of years about the first round of the NFL draft. We don't have a mock draft this year we're going to look at. It's not worth it. We just don't really know the players. We know the quarterbacks. We talked about it before. Um, to be fair, Trevor and I really don't follow the NCAA football as well as they like to, outside of maybe a few teams or players that we enjoy watching. So, with that being said, we're just going to talk about the, the draft and some things about it, and then we'll pick it up next week when it happens. So, with, with that being said... The viewership man, last year so was the lowest the draft has been in five years. It was uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I was trying to find. Oh, there it is. So ESPN aired the most watched draft telecast, two point four rating, four four point forty four. Blah, blah, easy for me to say, four point four five million viewers. Uh, but that was down more than thirty percent from last year. So twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one, and the least watched opening night of the event under the three night format that began in twenty ten. Um, yeah, and then the NFL Network bringing up the rear with 1.78 million viewers. Does you know, as compared to the year before, right? It's at you said 30 percent, so it's down 30 percent. It was up. It was up around 10 million the year before that, 2020, about 15.26 million. Right, that was wild. 
because uh, we're all at home, right? <laughs> obviously, right? And we don't want you know. I keep watching The Last Dance, but at the end of the day, we all know what Jordan's career is, right? No, I, so, I had never been um, more excited to watch the draft than when we had been yeah. in lockdown for. I think we had been locked down for a month or so at that point. Um, so yeah, right. it right. Uh, yeah, the 2020 draft will live in infamy. <laughs> It, it, it might have saved some people's lives. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> it really was a superhero. Um, so, um, and it was bizarre. We talked about it a couple of years ago. You can actually download the first episode of the podcast in the archives on the uh, on the the library, if you will. We talked about how bizarre and weird it was to watch the draft. And uh, Bill Belichick had his dog that was like <laughs> sitting in front right. of la- his laptop at one point, and then like. Roger Goodell was in his basement. I mean, it was he was literally in his basement calling the draft picks. Uh, it was very weird. It was one of the most bizarre things you'll ever see. But that's that's what COVID was. So nonetheless, um, Trevor, what is what's is the draft a big deal? You know, I and, and why is it why is it three days? So I I do think, you know, as as somebody who watches the draft, sometimes you're just like, can they just pick already? Um, yes, yes. I think I think if they want to make it exciting television that that people are gonna watch, you know, more, uh, then I think they do need they they I mean they need to speed it up. I don't know why these teams need more than five minutes. Um, even that might be. Too, I mean they they've got so many situations and scenarios that they've prepared for, especially when it comes to the first round. I understand if you get to the third or fourth round and you need a little time to think because you know you you did, didn't couldn't picture the draft scape looking like this at this point. But in the first round, you should know what your pick is going to be based on who's already been taken off the board. And uh, right, and yeah, but you know, talking about those ratings from the last three years. Um, I I consider a, another way of looking at these numbers because yeah I do think it kind of you know fell back down from that 2020 where we just we were so starved for something to to watch as we sheltered in place. Um, <laughs> last year, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't last year like the lowest that the first quarterback taken had gone in like a really long time, uh, maybe ever. Can you pick it? Yeah, yeah, didn't he? Twenty six overall. Twenty six mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, so like yeah. so it it might just be that the quarterback really is important all the time, and that people were not excited for a draft that didn't have many superstar quarterbacks. You know, it could be right. that the quarterbacks really drive the uh, the viewership for the the draft, and it, and that makes sense to me because as a fan, like you know, if my team has a shot at a high drafted quarterback that would just make the world a difference. Like I'm going to watch, you know, so mm-hmm. they could have something to do with the really low numbers last year. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, and that makes sense. It's a good point. Uh, and we've only seen, well, think about the most intriguing drafts in the last 20. I mean, I don't know if you were all of them, but like the last 20 years, it's, it's fairly quarterback driven. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, last year was what Trevon Walker uh, or Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think anybody really cared about defensive players. You know, well, regardless if they're like sack masters, and, I mean, they, nobody cared. And they were them. that that position <laughs> so, was so uh, there were so many good edge rushers in last yeah. year's draft. You know, uh, yeah. and and right. defensive linemen right. in general, there was just a ton of them. Was loaded the year before. Boy, oh boy, can I remember? <laughs> who was the year before? Do you do you remember? Because I'm having a hard time here. You mean who was? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Right, and that was obvious. And you know, I think for a few years he was going to be the first overall pick. This year, kind of not so obvious. We have Bryce Young, Will Levis, um, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, top four quarterbacks. Um, all of them look good, man. I mean, and a lot of people are saying Carolina's going to take Anthony Richardson. And if I know anything about, I might have said in the beginning, don't follow a lot of the, the, the college teams. And while that's certainly true, it's hard not to hear about Anthony Richardson if you're in the NFL circle like Trevor and I. 
So, um, a guy that's just an athletic freak um, might need a year to sit, but they're projecting him no one overall to Carolina. So that's them meaning NFL.com. Right. So uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, to be more specific. So uh, with that said, what do you think about that? What do you know about Anthony Richardson, and is he worth a pick over Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Will Levis? I mean, I think he could be. Um, this is where you really have to trust uh, whoever you've got, you know, evaluating talent. Um, because we know that, like, the guys that are going to find success at that position at the next level, they can come from anywhere. Um, and it, you don't have to be a Power 5 conference champion to to be, you know, the next uh, Josh Allen, you know. So I think he could be. Um, I think predicting Carolina's first overall pick is really tough, uh, mostly because it's Carolina. Yeah, I, I just won't be surprised if uh, if they go another direction. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think you know if if you if you know like you said, he might need a year to sit. But uh, if all the metrics are there and you think he's got a great mind for it, a good eye for defense. Uh, good work ethic, you know, is he going to be able to uh, up his game the way you have to at that level? Um, there's a lot, there's so many things to consider when drafting a quarterback. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we get to read a lot of, you know, speculation and reports, but, uh, you know, we don't get to be the ones that evaluate these guys. So it's it's anybody's guess as to which team thinks which of these four or five guys is the best. It's interesting, man. And I I don't know if you've seen the workouts. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's probably without knowing terribly a lot about the prospects. It at least seems to me on the surface, like it's the closest um, quarterback, like, like cohort, if that's the right word. And, in years, I, I think any of those guys could go number one overall, and I think the only reason Bryce Young is not going to is because of his size, like we talked about before. Right. Had a, we actually had a, almost a whole half of an episode on <laughs> quarterback size. We did. So if you want to listen to that, <laughs> that was three weeks ago, and actually Trevor had some really good physical evidence as to, as to suggest why Tua Tunga Vailoa keeps getting hurt because he doesn't know how to fall right. Comes out this week. You were you pretty much were um, uh, Voldemort on this one <laughs> because um, it came out this week that he was close to retiring until he, he learned how to fall. So that was really well. There you go. Really important. Just got to be one of the best podcasts in terms of analysis out there, football, and one of the only because it's a very unique and hardly covered sport. But nonetheless, um, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting between Will, Will Levis. He looks like Josh Allen kind of coming out. Anthony Richardson is, I don't even know, he's kind of like a hybrid between Cam Newton and uh, I'd probably say like Jalen Hurts, the way he's built. Um, And then you have, you know, C.J. Stroud, who is athletic, but is just a really pure passer and is probably more in the mold of like Trevor Lawrence, not that good, but Trevor Lawrence, you know, in terms of how he plays. So it's, it's tight. It's very tight. It wouldn't surprise me if we got a lot of trade-ups. In fact, do you, do you anticipate a lot of trades into the top five? You know, I, I do. I think there's going to be a lot of... And, and actually, I, I think there's going to be a ton of trades throughout the first round. Um, because there's, there's just so many... Like I said already in this podcast, there's so many teams that are on the bubble of, of being championship contenders and each of them have very specific needs as they see it. Uh, and with there being so much talent at so many different positions in this first round, um, I think you're going to see just a ton of shuffling around to make sure each, you know, each team's going to do their best to get the one thing that they really think they need at this level in the draft. Um, so I, I think you're going to see a ton of trades on the first day. Yeah, I mean, you could see a team like Arizona, at number four, trading back to get so one team can get into that top four or five to get Will Levis. Sure, I mean because they got Anthony Richardson at one to Carolina, Houston number two, C.J. Stroud, 
Uh, Indy at number three, taking Bryce Young. And then, oh, that's, okay, projected trade with Arizona. So they're projecting that Indy will trade into three. Arizona will go back to four. Um, and, yeah, maybe Arizona goes back to, I'm trying to see it. Maybe Seattle, Detroit. You know, I could see that happening. I mean, you could see it, it happening. You could see a team like Arizona yeah. trade back a few times in the first round and pick yeah. up a lot of later round capital at the same time. Um, right. Just be, it just depends on on where you're evaluating your talent versus your needs. Um, you already mentioned Trevor Lawrence. I'm excited to see because I think he made a huge leap forward this last season. Uh, made it to the playoffs, and uh, you know what? Uh, what is Jacksonville going to go after? Um, I just, you know, the more I think about it, the more I am really excited for next week. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's exciting. I wish I knew more of these players, but here, here's a little. Um, well, I mean, this could be a surprise to a lot of people, but they have Minnesota at 23, taking Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker at 23. Um, to, he's going to get a redshirt year because he tore his ACL last year. He's going to sit behind Kirk Cousins and um, become QB one eventually. What do you think about that? You know, I uh, I like it. Um, I I do think that uh, that Minnesota needs to be you know proactive with uh, with the quarterback situation. Uh, Kirk Cousins definitely not the problem last season. It was it was this you know defense, um, but also it's just it's getting harder and harder to picture Kirk Cousins as the guy that could take us all the way to the promised land. Um, it's just it I, I I can't it's hard to put into words and I and I you know as as long as he's on the field I'll be rooting for him because I know that he can uh, pull some ridiculous finishes out in these games. Uh, he definitely showed that over and over last year. Um, but I, I like it. I think, uh, I, I don't think it's something that's going to rock the boat in Kirk Cousins last contract year. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like that. Uh, cause like you said, he's, he's going to be out for a year. Um, there's no quarterback competition with him on the roster. Um, but he's got huge potential at the same time. He he could be QB one and he could be a really good QB one. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's nothing that I'm going to jump for joy over, but I, I like it. I think it's a great move by the Vikings. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if it's just because there's such a gap between let's say QB four and six or five, what have you, that there's just going to be such a need for some quarterback to be taken a la one of these drafts where um, sort of how Lamar Jackson got picked at 31. It's just like, yeah, there's a, a huge gap. Um, we're not going to wait in the second round for somebody to pick them or trade up into the end of the first round. We're going to take them now. That was Baltimore. Um, and I wonder if that's the reason Hendon Hooker is getting picked here. If they're just really worried. I mean, I haven't seen him work out. I don't know what's going on. I remember watching him at Tennessee against Alabama. He was ridiculous, you know? I saw that game too. I'm curious yeah. if that's, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous, man. He was actually pretty good against Georgia, too, but, you know, I mean, it's Georgia. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> that um, Georgia defense. You know, good Lord. Uh, yeah. Um, so I wonder if that's the case. But, uh, hey, you know, it's a guy that's improved every year since he's been at Tennessee. He was a transfer from Virginia Tech. So um, good kid, too, by all, by all, um, all accounts. No, yeah, yeah you, you hear really good things about him yeah. as, a, as a young man. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Unless there is something that the Vikings could do better, um, I like that. Is I like that pick. You know, it's good. It's necessary, right? From what I'm hearing you say, it's considering Kirk Cousins' uh, last uh, years, right? This year, it, they, got, it, they got a plan. He's not under contract after this season. Um, right. That could change, you know. But uh, but I, I like this one. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a cornerback or. A, or an alignment either, you know, but, uh, but no, I think it's a great pick. Well, this is an interesting one. The rich get richer. Uh, the Eagles lose Miles Sanders in free agency, but, um, they're, they are projected to, to pick at number 10 because that's how it works. <laughs> Philly's front offense, front office is just so good. They got two first rounders this year. They take B. John Robinson. 
running back from Texas in any other year. Oh, I mean, not, not any other year. But let's just say this was 2005, right? B. John Robinson's the consensus number one overall pick by far. Um, absolute, absolutely talented receiver, uh, running back. I, I say receiver. I mean, guy can do every everything. No, well, and support him with with Jalen Hurts is it's a absolute playmaker. Yeah, you know? and I and I honestly think it's a little bit of a. You know, we we've talked about how it, you know the the Cowboys in hindsight made a big mistake paying Ezekiel Elliott all that money. Um, we've seen how you know Todd Gurley just fell off. You know these 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 difference makers at the tailback position. Uh, they're not extinct. They just they don't have a lot of longevity, and they're not worth breaking the bank on. And somehow that's equated to where they get drafted. And it's like, no, 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 drafting them high when they are that guy, that still makes very good sense. You're going to have them on a rookie deal for four, maybe five years. Um, there's no danger in that. So, I, yeah, I think whoever gets this guy, because uh, I, I was watching some of his highlights today, and it's insane. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, <laughs> if he falls to the Eagles at 10, I mean... That's nine teams that, that didn't take him. It's a lot of reason to just be amazing, right? Yeah. Just be an absolute playmaker. At, and, and Philly and, like, behind that offensive line. It's unfair, man. With that space. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 B. John Robinson, I mean, you know, we, we would see probably Saquon Barkley year oh, one kind of impact, if not better. You can't, you can't you know? stack the box against the Eagles. You can't. Right. <laughs> right. Now with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith on the outside, and oh man, uh, De- with the tight end there, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Devontae Smith is only getting better. You know, ridiculous. <laughs> just ridiculous. They're they're so loaded. So all right, well that's um, there's a lot more to say about the draft here. We don't have enough time though, Trevor. If only we had another hour. I don't think either of us could do another hour, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's it's the NFL draft, buddy. It's uh, that means the NFL season's three months away. That's what that means. It's closer and closer. The uh, what did you call it before the um, the dark ages, the dark times, something like that. The dark. the dark times. There is light. It's not the end of the tunnel quite yet, but it is in the distance. Um, the 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 long night, if you will, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, <laughs> the is is coming to an end. Arya has found <laughs> the knife, right? <laughs> uh, um, and I got no other metaphors here. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all I got, really. I'm trying to think of any other ones, but that, you know, uh, Mordor, right? We're, we're descending into Mount Doom as we speak. So we are, we are on the outside. We're on the outside of the worst period in football, right? Where it's hardly anything to talk about outside of just player movement, speculation, and just pure dreams and nightmares. Um, this is all, I guess at this point, a dream. Everybody's kind of looking up and the draft is a good time to do that. Um, uh... unless you're a New England Patriots fan. It's getting um, getting a little cloudy in the helicopter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it is. There's another one. So right. So that's uh, that's the the show for today, folks. And next week we'll be covering the draft live, uh, which is really exciting. In the first round, which will probably last about six hours, we won't have complete like live coverage, but uh, there will be times where we'll be sort of covering the picks live. We'll talk about what's who's already been picked, and we we come up and sort of uh, review or talking about the fit of the player and whatnot, so, a la, um, well, he, he's my hero, I don't know about you, Trevor, but Todd McShay, right? Big Todd McShay guy. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you must be more of a Mel Kuyper guy. You <laughs> <laughs> really work on the slick back hair. I can see it. I can see it. So, um, Trevor, you got anything to say before we jump off? Uh, just that, you know, next week I'm going to try really hard to uh, keep my voice down because uh, I, I am going to get excited when these picks start happening. Um, yeah, gosh, it's, uh, you know, if, if you miss football, don't miss next week because it's, it's, it's just, it's all you're going to get for, for a long time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to savor every moment of the draft. Uh, I know that not everybody who listens is, is a big of a super dork is, is Robin myself, but, uh, God, I'm excited for the, for the draft now. Yeah, keep your Mountain Dew in the fridge if you're a good driver. Um, <laughs> any you know, amphetamines you might find on the streets, leave them there. And until next week, we'll cover the draft. We'll be back then. 
Until then, we're out.